Welcome to Bygone Geek. Loading another awesome episode in 3, 2, 1, launch. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? There's something very important I forgot to tell you. Come with me if you want to learn. Hey, Vern. Ooh. Trick or treat. Don't you just love Halloween? You got candy, costumes, spooky monsters. It's the scariest time of the year. Know what I mean, Vern? Yay, I call the fourth Trantor. Oh, man. We are talking about Ernest Scared Stupid today. Um, I have, we both have been looking forward to this episode for a long time. And I think it's only, you know, fitting to just give uh, give some uh, time to gush over Ernest. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about this, Eric, before we got on about how many movies there are. There's nine. And this Eight. one... There's eight. This There's one eight. definitely stands out uh-huh. um, as one of the, one of the better ones for sure, especially as kids. Um, this was one where I watched. I always like to say, "Oh man, I watch that movie every day." I'm pretty sure I watched Ernest Scared Stupid outside of October. Oh because yeah, because it was just good to have Ernest on. Yeah, um, you know. But I mean, when you think of this man, and when we talk about retro movies we talk about characters and films we love growing up you know iconic characters uh philip Ree, tommy best of the best uh the crow brandon lee you know like mm-hmm. just some of those that come to mind that we we've discussed ernest is a superhero yeah in our childhood he is a teenage mutant ninja turtle he yeah. is a power ranger he uh, is the great redneck hope <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> from this movie that's exactly it. yeah i mean he is and he he is just it's crazy when you think of it and maybe it took me to this episode to put those words together and i know it's it's thrown around used too many you know, you know not as impactful but he is an icon yes yeah and he in these eight movies he built something that whether whether or like it or not, they stand the test of time in the sense yes. of earnest, yes. which is is really cool. It so is. yeah, earnest scared stupid a, a little. Um, well, we talked about that too. We uh, you know, and I don't anyone else listening. We didn't grow up on scary scary movies. No, we grew up on earnest scared stupid and other movies like it. Yeah, you know. Do you remember your earlier memories of when you first saw this? And again, I love the classic. Was this a bullseye rental? Um, this had to have been VHS. Oh, for sure. At, at least to start, right? Um, but yeah, was this something you guys rented? Did you own? Who and and also who got you into Ernest? Oh, that's that's an interesting question. I can't remember who specifically got me into Ernest. I feel like it just had to have been my parents knew of Jim Varney, heard of these kids-based movies and how yeah. fun he is and wholesome he is. Yeah. And that, yeah, you put on an Ernest movie, there's not language, there's not, like, it's just goofiness. And and it's goofiness that kids, kids can relate to. Um, and yeah, so I feel like once they introduced me to it, I am pretty positive I've seen all eight of these films in the, I'll coin it the Ernest verse. <laughs> like, it's just, he... <laughs> You know, he's getting up there, you know, eight films. It's like you're getting into like DC Marvel territory, you know, so yeah. he deserves a verse in there. Um, but uh, but no, he he always was, like you said, you'd like to think that Ernest was always on your television. And I kind of think he was um, yeah. with having eight movies 
that went from the late 80s to the late 90s, so for a, a solid decade. Um, he was a large part of my childhood. And um, I know doing this rewatch of Ernest Scared Stupid, I just, uh, I told you before we got on the pod, I, <laughs> I, I hadn't seen it in well over a decade. And I just sat there with a smile on my face for 90 minutes. Um, Ernest has this essence, Jim Well, Barney. when you watched it originally, it was in black and white. That's right? <laughs> true. That went up first. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the silent film jokes. Um, yeah, the uh, it is. I mean, but even when you think about it, ninety-one man, that it's an old movie. Like it's yeah. really. I didn't realize it was that early in the nineties, almost eighties. Like I, I yeah. in my mind thought Ernest Scared Stupid was more later in the Ernest verse and was maybe like in the like ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Um, but ninety-one, I, I was surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah ninety-one. Yeah, yeah, but it. Um, I, I like I know that just with the the intro of intro or the intro of Ernest uh, in this movie where he's it's just showing kind of like the 1950s 1960s horror stuff and it has you know him just making his faces like I don't know it's like it's like um, Jim Carrey esque it's like Robin Williams esque like he yeah. he really kind of embodied multiple comedians who have also been a large part of our childhood which yeah. I, I forgot how animated and funny he was until I rewatched this movie. I think that's a really good point when you brought up Robin Williams and Jim Carrey, um, which are also, again, not to overuse it, but icons in their own right, yeah. especially when it comes to comedy. They are legends. They are masterclass um, when it comes to making us laugh. But also, uh, you know, on this drama side, they were really great in those roles, roles as well. I I don't know. I, I don't ever remember seeing Ernest be a, a dramatic actor in any yeah. other like movie. Mm -hmm. But honestly, with all the side characters he played in these movies, he could pull it off. I oh, feel. for sure. You know, um, he could he could pull off any type. One of those amazing performances where a comedian goes dark and and yeah, he'd win some kind of award. Like yeah. I, I just believe that. But I think you're right. Like in his own Ernest verse, uh, there is like. He built this empire yeah. of wholesome, good-natured movies, the family fun. But he was all these other characters in the movies that Jim Carrey would do, Robin yeah. Williams would do. You know, think of Mrs. Doubtfire. They all got there, or even in, in The Mask. Like, they all got those little moments in the movie to be six characters. Yeah. And, like, do, do accents and do impressions, right? It's what made them shine. Yeah. Ernest was doing it, too. Yeah. In this it's movie. Like Ed, almost like Eddie Murphy that. style, too. Like, Eddie yeah. Murphy had, like, the, what the um, uh, Nutty Professor like a lot yeah. of his movies had so many characters in it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Jim yeah. Varney held his own in that same comedy vein for sure. Yeah, I agree with and that. I forgot about, I, I don't, and we will do an episode on on Ernest Saves Christmas, which I know he's got a couple characters in this, but in, in Ernest Scared Stupid, this one really hit home of he, I mean, he has six characters in one scene, you know, not in one scene, but you know, when he transitions and it just reminded me, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. This is what he's really good at and, yeah. and was known for turning into the old lady, turning yeah. into the, the Texan, turning into the, my favorite, the Bostonian lumberjack. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't worked today. You know, I love that. And, and he does those comedic lines through these characters yes. that are worth, to me, those characters make this movie worth rewatching yeah. because of those little lines that the other characters do. But it's all earnest. Yeah. Yeah. But, 
you know, he built his own his own empire doing this. Um, and he, like I said earlier, he does stand the test of time doing this stuff. These movies, though, weren't. Um, I don't think they were like mega million dollar making movies. Yeah, you know, they. Didn't, I don't know if they had the same. That's what I'm trying to say. I guess. Like, I think of Robin Williams and Jim Carrey. I think of like A plus, yeah. like like theater mm-hmm. stuff, blockbuster stuff. I don't know if Ernest was ever that, but yet he never wavered. He yeah. was always Ernest. Well, I I ended up stumbling across when I looked up or like facts of Ernest Scared Stupid, and I think it the like it made close to thirty million dollars in the box office, which is like nothing. Like that's considered. Horrible even then and horrible oh, now. Oh, I was going to say, even in 91? Okay. Yeah, but, but at the same time, I then looked at it, that the budget for the movie was $3 million. So it made its oh. money back. It made a, t- a multiplier of 10. So it's no wonder there were eight of them, is that the budget was so low that then even if you made um, a, like a, what would con- be considered a blockbuster failure, it's still, <laughs> you invest $3 million and you get $30 million back, make eight yeah. of them. <laughs> Like you yeah. might as well. Yeah. Wow. I'm not gonna lie. I honestly, again, for '91, uh, and and when I look at the Ernest movies, I don't see not in a negative way. I'm just saying I didn't even know they put three million into it. Yeah. Because there's so much. There's not a. I mean, that was a not 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 a puppet, but that was a costume troll. Yeah. In yeah. A ma- that was a dude in a mask, a big bo- a suit, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just think of these movies. That's kind of why I love them. They they are a nice break from. Um, the CGI stuff. There's yes. action. There's humor. There's uh, there there's this wholesome fun, but there's not green screen everywhere. No, uh, well, and because you know. I I feel like the, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things we watch stuff from our childhood. Like when we had our Jurassic Park episode, we're like, oh, you know, the CGI at the time was super innovative and cutting edge, and now it's starting to look a little fake in certain parts. Um, you know, does Ernest Scared Stupid hold up? Because it's practical effects, and it's yeah. this rubber mask. That troll is still super gross. Like my, I, I watched this with my wife for the first time. She had never seen it before, and she did. She just audibly said "ew" <laughs> when they first <laughs> showed the troll. Like all the snot, all the saliva. Like it was yeah. a juicy, juicy. You know what did Ernest say? He called him booger lips. <laughs> I think the, like, the whole entire movie. Um, it uh, it was gross, and I remember as a kid. Um, I just remember as a kid, it horrified me. Like oh, yeah. I, I, that troll was absolutely horrifying to me. And I, I feel like we've referenced it a lot over the past few episodes of the meme of Leo snapping and pointing at the screen <laughs> from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> that when you talked about all these different characters that Ernest did, I had not been part of this Ernestverse for quite some time. But because I was for a solid decade... So much of this movie, when I rewatched it, was like, Rimshot, I forgot about his dog Rimshot. There he yeah. is. Oh, the old lady with the neck brace with the glasses on the end of her nose. Like he, yeah. th- that whole shtick, the, the military pilot, like all, all the different stuff that he would break into, I had just totally forgot. And that he never has a wardrobe change. He has the same hat, the same denim vest, the same gray shirt. Um, I just, I forgot about all of it. But the second I started watching it, I'm like, Ernest, man, like I remember you. And I remember like every part of you. Like it was so cool. That's what was great about this one. We watch Ernest Saves Christmas every year. My wife loves it. It's a, And that's the one I grew up with too. It's a staple. Um, that is definitely instant smile on my face from start to finish. Uh, 
but you're right. Like I, I have it in my notes that he is like a wrestling character. Yeah. He comes out in his gear, <laughs> which is the gray shirt, the jeans, yeah. and the denim vest. His hat. I mean, it's iconic. It's his look. It's his wrestling attire, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that that is Ernest. And then we get like the the side character outfits who are always the the old lady has the pink sweater on yeah, and her yeah. nose and and uh, yeah the 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 army dude and all that. Um, I I just love. As a kid and as adult, I think there was something um, reassuring mm-hmm. and comforting when you saw this guy always as the same guy. Yes, uh, yeah. much again like a superhero. Yeah, Cap always has his his uniform on. You know, yeah, you just kind of you understood their roles. And I think like in this movie, just from the start of it, you get you really get him a lot in the intro, which I didn't remember, and I don't. That's not an Ernest Saves Christmas either. Where it's um the 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 people's names who made the movie and Ernest dancing to that yeah yeah that music is so good I want to that's a music that I want to do chores to yeah I just yeah. have that odd playing as I'm like doing doing short yeah you know and he's making all those spooky faces and looking and it's just so so charming yeah and what's crazy this is how you know he's so good Ernest is classic with his one his not one liners his like monologue yeah right you know and he, he and like a wrestler his his he's given a promo yeah yeah in that he's not saying anything he's just dancing and being goofy yeah. and it's just like it's all facial acting here, yeah here we go yeah. you know yeah. so was that a bullseye for you i can't remember what you said did you did you guys rent that one i'm pretty positive we did and i know we owned it with it the second it became something that you could own it, it hit our shelves um and i feel like ernest got to a point too where he was shown on regular tv after a period of time as well yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we had the bootlegged, you know, ones for straight from the VCR, you know, off, off television. Record it. Uh, record this one. <laughs> yeah. Disregard the FBI privacy warning. Uh, we need this. Um, but no, yeah, it was. It, it was definitely something that I'm pretty sure because 91, I was six. I'm pretty sure I saw this when I was six. And I think that that's why it's... I'll pause for the old man burn. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, everyone. I, I was just thinking of the FBI warning. How different would it be if young Eric was about to, you know, do the the bootleg version, but you had uh, Coach, you know, uh, Kuzo going, no, yeah. no. And then you have someone else, Coach. He's going to record it. He's, <laughs> He's going to record it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you still play? Would you still record it? Uh, just the, think about Tape it up. Tape it up. That still applies to it. <laughs> yeah. Tape. Tape, tape, it it tape it up. Tape it up. That would be great if that's how we sounded when it comes recording. Like, tape it up. Tape it up. <laughs> um, I, I definitely know we owned... Th- I feel like we just had a row of Ernest tapes. Yeah. Um, and that we just, hey, pick one, play it. And and then, you know, what's funny, though, is like I was never that <laughs> that was not a wardrobe. I I I wanted to uh, throw on myself. Den- there, Denim vests weren't your jam. <laughs> there wasn't. No, it wasn't. Uh, there wasn't enough. I needed a denim jacket, <laughs> a vest. What is he doing? Give me a denim parka so I can walk around in 98 degrees. No, I, I never. I didn't want to dress like Ernest, but I I did want to be around Ernest. And that was another Mm -hmm. question I had for you. That's another love we have for these movies. You know, I'm sure we're going to do a pod on sidekicks. Um, We do Terminator 2 because we always felt like we... One, one, when you're playing, you're Arnold, right? You're Terminator. When you're watching, you're the kid. And you're along for the ride, right? You're a sidekick. You're his buddy. 
And in this, did you feel like you were one of the kids with Ernest? And not only in this or in, in the other Ernest movies, did you feel like you were you were like right alongside him? I did. Like, yeah. I, and I feel like even watching this as an adult, I realized why is because when he breaks out into his typical things in all of these movies, when he breaks out into the kind of the eight, 10, 12 different characters, it switches to first person view. So yeah, he's looking yeah. at you. Like he's looking at you, the viewer, and then at the same time it cuts to like the kids that are on screen responding to this crazy guy. <laughs> A lot of eye rolling and <laughs> yeah. like, uh. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, so I feel like the way they filmed it, I did feel like I was one of the kids on an adventure with Ernest. Um, and, like, and that's the brilliance I think of, of these movies and why they had the staying power of eight films. Yeah. Um, is yeah, I, I always felt like I was a sidekick to Jim Varney and I knew, I feel like I knew throughout all of those movies, even as an, a kid, as a kid and definitely as an adult, that Ernest was a lovable loser. Yeah. Like Ernest was not a, like, yes, he has hero moments, but he, like we've referenced it, we referenced it in the mummy. We've referenced so many episodes, like the eighties and nineties had a lot of heroes that were technically lovable losers and Jim Varney as Ernest, <laughs> that that's his identity. That's who he was. That's why it was funny. Yeah. yeah, I was watching it and it reminded me of just when we referenced Mission Impossible, the, some of these later ones, Mission Impossible versus like, you know, James Bond. Bond wasn't lucky. Mm. Bond like was a skilled tactical yeah. weapon, right? Ethan Hunt uh, got lucky. Yeah. Here and there, a lot of the time, right? <laughs> but he was successful throughout the movies. And Ernest scared stupid. I mean, we start with him getting box crushed almost in the trash thing, the trash compactor thing. Yeah. And he doesn't escape that. He <laughs> no. survives it. Somehow. There is even no, though his legs are up by his head. There's no the wild card pulling him from that machine. No. And Ethan Hunt's mission, that would he would have he would well, those are real. He'd be dead, right? Coming through that. <laughs> so, you know, he would have to escape it. I love that Ernest goes the lovable loser side. He goes through all this. Yes. And then in the last ninety percent or ninety percent of the movie, the last ten percent he wins. Yeah. Right. You know there isn't yeah there's no if he's hanging off of a plane it's by total accident <laughs> yeah not, not it's, signing up for it <laughs> no there's no strategy involved this is on his own accord he did something stupid to be there yeah yeah <laughs> i i just but that's what i love you know um we root for him we we cheer for him i mean you know you get I, I talked about this in Hocus Pocus too. And if I didn't, I'll, I'll talk about it now. Like I love the eighties and nineties scary movies because they always start with, it seems like a, a, a the 1800s, yeah. you know, when you were born <laughs> and then it transitions <laughs> to the, uh, you always wish the movie would stay in that, that zone, right? You're like, ah, this I is do. the nostalgia. This just feels right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like every time I do these episodes, I'm like, Oh, 1980s. I want 1880s. <laughs> I can hear a board break in the background. Why'd they have to time jump? <laughs> uh, uh, so then the class, that's where I'm going though. The 1800s and then the classroom. The, yeah. The, the today's classroom, yeah. current times, there's always a teacher talking about the, the, the history of something. Yeah. And then you've got the decorations in the classroom and that yeah. makes you think of your classroom growing up and how teachers went all out. God bless the teachers for who decorated their rooms for that month. Yeah. You know, and even put up, you know, Christmas, you're always going to get Christmas stuff at home or holiday stuff, I feel, most of right. the time, right? But but my we didn't decorate a lot for Halloween. No, we didn't um, Yeah. So if your classroom was decorated, it just made the learning environment way more fun, right? Oh, for sure. Um, so you got that. And then 
I'm like, when's it happening? When's it going to happen? And then you've got Ernest driving the garbage truck with the lady, the other person attached yeah. to the back. But you're like, it's Ernest. Yeah. He can do no wrong. <laughs> Thank God he's here, though. You know what I mean? Like, right. we're just waiting, waiting for him. Um, a line, though, that I never caught as a kid. I'm interested if you caught it. And anyone else listening or watching, like, you fi- you finally get, because this is one of the later movies, the the curse of the family. Mm. To kind of make up for why Ernest is the way he is. Yeah. And I never caught that growing up. And we're sitting watching it. We're watching it. And it goes, you know, like, what was the curse they put on the world? That they'll get dumb, dumber and dumber. dumber, yeah. and, dumber. <laughs> and you're just like, that's that's pretty good. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I did think that that was fun because I didn't recognize that as a kid either. That it's just like. <laughs> what a horrible curse <laughs> like you know that your your ancestors will become dumber and dumber and dumber and make it all the way to being Jim Varney um, or as Ernest like uh, but it um yeah I I thought that that lineage <laughs> was was hilarious um and, and it did like like we like we just said a, a couple minutes ago it, it cemented him as he's he's not he's a loser he's a lovable loser this is his identity this is what he's gonna be um and yeah, you're right. Like, I do feel like this movie, Straight Out of the Gate, similar to Hocus Pocus, similar to even our Mummy episode. My goodness, when in the 90s are we going to take, like, nobody took curses seriously. <laughs> like, let's take this seriously, people. Everybody jokes around too much and horrible things happen. The book says don't open and read it. Well, that's Nothing's bad gonna happen. If a, if a terrifying old lady in this mansion, like you know, borderline on a hoarder's episode, yeah. tells you not to recite this particular thing, and then you go back to the tree that she told you not to do it, and you recite it verbatim, you get what's coming to you, Ernest. And I'm and I'm root for that lady. I I blame the city. That stuff didn't just appear overnight. No. She had been building that yard forever, and now you're gonna give her a notice? Come on. That's see, that's old man yelling at the moon because then a true. young David would. But I'm like, that's the city's problem, you know. Like she, she's, she's working hard. I tried for a long time to place her, and I never ended up looking it up. But man, alive, she reminded me of Rita or Zeta from the Power Rangers. Oh yeah, um, the villain. And I'm almost wondering if that was her. Um, it, it's, it's not the same lady, but you're okay. right. She's in the same vein. The lady that actually played Mrs. Uh, the old lady Hackmore is Eartha Kitt. She actually is an actress all the way back to Adam West's Batman. She was Catwoman in Adam West's Batman. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So she has a legacy of being a superhero, which is pretty cool. That is cool. And and yeah. much, you know, we she knew all about the curse and like I guess her role, that's another thing these movies have. There's always someone who's trying to protect or prevent. She's the the Binks, uh, you know, in this yeah, one, you yeah. know, or the, the the handsome dude in The Mummy. Yeah, she's um, not the cat. She's the crazy cat lady. She's the crazy <laughs> cat lady. <laughs> With a hoarder's yeah. house. A&E yeah. is waiting to come clean up that front lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I love they ask Ernest to go do that, and he goes, I just took a cold pill. I can't operate heavy machine, as the kids have been riding with him, <laughs> yeah. but he is the master. Oh, what is he? he oh, I, that's another thing this is rewatchable for all the lines if you get oh, nothing yeah. out of Ernest movies then at least come away with these lines that should be printed on billboards in my opinion or, oh, or, sure. or, or signs in the yard you know but as the driver of this garbage truck you know he just and he has these ideas that he's like well I can do this I can do that um, <laughs> but that's the that's the love of him and and why uh, he had so much staying power and just I, I feel like as kids and adults we gravitate towards these movies oh for um, sure there's just a different kind of 
humor and um, underdog mentality with these. Mm -hmm. You know you're in for a ride. You know Ernest is going to have to figure it out and save the day somehow. Yeah. Um, you're probably going to have Ernest get fired. He always gets fired. Yeah. Every yeah. movie he has to, he gets fired. What's his resume like? I mean, how's, what are his references? Vern? Yeah, Vern, that's how it. How is he getting hired? <laughs> like, his only reference is probably Vern. <laughs> I, I even think he says it at the beginning of this. He's like, little did they know, they hired a tactical engineer, blah, 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 and he's making all this stuff. And and you're like, yeah, okay, Ernest, this is going well. And then, uh-oh, you know, you, the words you never want anyone to say. And then, and then he trouble... Trouble ensues is, I guess, the best way for to describe um, the start of these adventures. Yeah, uh, you know, I wanted to ask you too, as we keep going on on Ernest. We talked about the his classic outfits and things like that. Now you have a lot of memorabilia. Do you remember collecting any like Ernest scared stupid memorabilia or any Ernest memorabilia in general? Um, Halloween Ernest decorations, you know, stuff like that. The funny thing is, is there is next to nothing in this category like really? I feel, yeah which is crazy to me and it makes me wonder if if it's uh, i don't know with the kind of this resurgence specifically of like 90s nostalgia right now it, it makes me wonder if people are going to start remembering the the earnest verse and start creating things like on etsy and stuff like that or i feel like any big um studios that might now own the earnest property i think i think they need to realize that if they start an Ernest Funko Pop like I would oh. buy that in a heartbeat and, uh, yeah like yep. and I would like especially it's like if they had a scared stupid version that like he had yep. slime and goo and just troll juice holding on a meak yeah holding a authentic Belgian meak yeah I would buy I buy one for my desk and one to keep in a box you know <laughs> to give to my grandchildren to buy a spaceship someday <laughs> <laughs> right the granny if they did all the side characters I mean there's oh, merchandise yeah. galore here yeah but nothing back Back when you were growing up, nothing was no. made, nothing now. I don't remember Ernest action yeah. figures. I don't remember, I don't even remember like Ernest stickers or Ernest folders. Like I, 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 there is, they missed out on this property, this franchise so, so much in that way. That was what's, what's wild to me. Cause I was like, well, I had a Ferris Bueller action figure. Yeah. I had to have had an Ernest one. Mm -hmm. No memory of yeah. Ernest figures. I would remember watching Scared Stupid, but not sitting with, an earnest action figure, you know, yeah. that's kind of what I did. If I was watching Power Rangers, I would have all the Power Rangers out around me, right? Yeah. So that's that's where that memory sparked. I don't remember or anything with Ernest. Not a plush, you know. No. We had those big wrestling um, action figure, uh, the Wrestle Buddies, the Wrestle Buddies. Yeah, nothing with Ernest. Nothing. <laughs> no. it, it seems so easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it maybe, does. and it seems like it would have been like you've you've told stories throughout this podcast of like having. <laughs> You know, that like you had Ferris Bueller because he had a microphone in his hand that he was the ring announcer between Goldberg and a Velociraptor. You know that you have like all of these different characters. Like Ernest would have been perfect to come in that like he was like the crash test dummy. He yeah. was who would have gotten beat up. He was like, like he would have been so much fun to have in your action figure lineup oh, as a kid. Absolutely. And it's sad that I don't have memories of that. Yeah. And I think there was so much in this movie like... Um, product placement mm -hmm. is just odd to me. I mean, we see the super toker. We oh, yeah. see food products. We see other things that, you know, you're just like, how is this not, 
um, a, a, a thing, but maybe it goes to like branding um, visuals, right? We talked about how iconic he looked, but maybe that wasn't something that would sell well. Like, who's this dude in a white, in a gray shirt, yeah, and a denim vest? Maybe there wasn't um, the green and the pink and the neon and stuff like that. We kind of gravitate, you know, he wasn't the ultimate warrior, right? Uh, looking, so maybe that's why. But man, I would have loved to have. I think of the Stretch Armstrong. Mm-hmm an earnest in that because oh, Ernest yeah. was just kind of everywhere. There's so many things, you yeah. know, I didn't have an Ernest yo-yo. I didn't have anything, but you know, it did, it did make me think of the characters and just some of the stuff that we could do. And that's kind of what I was thinking. We finally get, you know, Ernest breaking out into those different characters he does and the different voices and the mm-hmm. different impressions. Um, this, we talked about this. This was the, uh, uh, maybe, maybe like in some of the Disney movies, like Peter Pan and things, maybe they should be a disclaimer. Uh, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> um, this was the ni- 1990s, you yeah. know, um, almost eighties. Yeah. These are characters, <laughs> but you know, we saw the Ottomans, uh, and, and that was probably the only one that stood out of just like, Oh, Vern, I don't know about that one, but you well, know, the, I, I wonder even too, it's like, there's several characters that he's cross-dressing as well. Like yeah. if that would even be kosher today. Yeah. 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 You know, um, I do. What is your favorite out of those that he does in this movie? And and maybe just thinking of the top of that we've got the old lady, the yeah. Ottomans, the Boswanian lumberjack, the, the air force, the military mil- pilot, yeah. military yeah. pilot, um, is there just like a straight up hillbilly? There is straight up hillbilly. Yeah. He's like, yeah, like he has like really kind of like old miners voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any others that come to your mind from this movie? Um, no, I feel like those are the biggest ones that I remember from this movie. I do feel like some of them aren't in all of the Ernest movies, but that True. old that old lady, I feel like is his old yeah. lady, is in yeah. every single one of them. But I think in this one, the most applicable one that got my attention and I realized it was a moment. You know, sometimes you realize that there's things that you say or terms that you say that are taken from nostalgia or are taken from a TV show that you can pinpoint. I'm saying it so other other people understand the reference. Right. Then there's sometimes you say things and you don't remember the origin. I don't know if you realize this, but like uh, David and I have talked about this in previous episodes that we have a group of friends that we play like Fortnite and other multiplayer games. And I say this all the time. I am so prone to when we're in a group, when we're in a squad, let's go to a hill so we have the high ground. It's from this movie. I never <laughs> realized it was from this movie that I reference. we have the high ground. <laughs> like, it's from Jim Varney's Air Force pilot, like World War II Air Force pilot. And that, that they build the, the treehouse because they need the high ground. <laughs> like, so. That's where I, Obi Kenobi, Obi Wan got it. That's true. It all makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> he learned how to defeat the best Jedi ever, Anakin, uh, in, <laughs> by using Ernest's ways. There yeah, you go. It's true. Well, the funny thing is, I bet you most people think when I reference that it is Obi-Wan. It's not. Yeah. I'm giving Ernest P. Worrell the credit for that. <laughs> it is Ernest P. Worrell, master <laughs> and commander. We have the high ground. Uh, I think you did a pretty good impression there. Uh, my favorite is the the old lady, but I can't, like, I just love how he'll be doing it. And then she's like, um. Uh, for the Macomb, that one, you know, yeah, and yeah, she's just yeah. like, but she's also was kind of terrifying to me as a kid. Yes. I, I do remember, and she's still kind of 
just you know like don't get on her bad side look yeah when you, you know take jim I mean? varney's bone structure and put a <laughs> female wig on it it's not great <laughs> right <laughs> yeah I, I you were totally right about how those characters are not in all the his other movies and it's funny to go back and w- those are another reason to rewatch these to see which ones he either added or yeah. kept and became a staple um you know in the christmas one and the, he's like a snake charmer hillbilly there is oh, always yeah. some element of him with a draw right a southern <laughs> that he does um he was in the hillbilly yeah uh, movies. The, the remake of beverly hillbillies yeah, yeah. Um, and he, that he's just straight up playing a more tame version of his hillbilly the hillbilly sound <laughs> like it, it that even when i remember watching the beverly hillbillies movie because of specifically i i bought into that movie because of jim varney um, and I, the whole time I'm like, this is Ernest. When's he switching back to his denim vest? I'm like, I just couldn't get on board. <laughs> Eric, Eric and I were talking about him and this is how we know it's October and spooky season. We were, we were like, yeah, I was like, yeah, Jim, Jim Voorhees. Nope. Nope. That's Jason. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what I do love about this movie and thinking about it's it's just funny how nostalgia will come back to you, right? I cannot for the life of me remember what I did two days ago. Yeah. Just ask me point blank. I'm like, uh, I got to think about it. The second this movie started, I was like, oh my gosh, the kids get turned into wooden figures. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the troll can change his voice. Yeah. T one thousand style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Creep. How creepy that oh nightmare. It's horrifying. Fuel. Yeah, especially like, when he fuel. first does it. I forget when's the first part that he does it. I think I have a, a note here, because uh, he does it a few times where he does like the little girl's voice. Yeah, um, and and like to lure the kid with glasses. Oh yeah, his first one is like when the, the little kid with glasses falls into the ditch. Yep, and then he's pan. And I remember this scene too as a kid. He's panicking, and I'm like, oh my god, like the trolls in the ditch. He's gonna pull him down into the ditch. Mm-hmm. Or, like I thought it was like, but yep. then when Ernest was like, I got you, buddy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, thanks, Ernest. And he looks up and sneezes, sees Booker lips yeah. <laughs> right, right there in his face. I'm glad you said sneeze, sees, because, yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> snot lot of in this. Yes. <laughs> that troll did sneeze at some point. Yeah. He, he never a, stopped sneezing. He had a severe sinus infection, and he didn't yeah. care about spreading it to yeah. kids. <laughs> <laughs> the way they did that snot on his mask, on his face, Ugh. was so just... For anyone listening, just turn off the podcast because I'm going to say the word like moist yeah. and just Mucus-y. gross. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I but, feel like Ernest is the best way to do it. Like I can't, I can't do the jaw motion he does. He's like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how he does that. Kudos to the co- cosmetics and the makeup and the, yeah. the, 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 the designer of that and the person who had to wear that. That could not have mm-hmm. been... Uh, breathable no or yeah. you know light mm-hmm. um that looked like a heavy heavy oh for sure costume itself yeah. but yeah so him singing and then there was there were scenes in the movie where it was him doing the different voice um but you saw the troll which yeah. was even more terrifying it was mm-hmm. just like oh i'd rather n- i know it's i'd rather be like faked out and not see him doing that different yes yeah. yeah it was just creepy yeah. um but then the girl we talked about the blonde girl the second i saw her it was just like maybe i had a crush on her or something mm-hmm. i don't know but i was like i re- i did the dicaprio i remember her you know <laughs> yeah. like yeah but it, i hadn't seen this movie 
and I'm I'm um, 24 now. <laughs> uh, don't laugh at that. Lies. <laughs> God, Lies. Give Fact it a check second. that. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna lot. get slapped with a false information <laughs> tag on social media for that one. <laughs> My mom will call in and be like, "He's not 24, um, and he never stole." Uh, <laughs> it, it had been a long time, but it's just so funny how. Memories just pop back like they were yes. yesterday. Like it, it's whoa, true. You know? This whole you're right. This whole movie was that way because I think I touched on it before. I had forgotten about Rimshot, his dog, mm. his sidekick. That there's so much dialogue between him and his dog, a- yeah. and and that you establish that like yeah, he's fun loving with all these kids and stuff, but like the kids are kind of more friends with each other. And every once in a while, Ernest shows up. None of the adults are fond of Ernest. Like he has no adult friends. So all he has is Rimshot. And so like when I saw Rimshot throughout this movie, I'm like, oh God, like I love Rimshot. And he's a little Jack Russell. And my dog Turbo that I've had for 13 years, this is Jack Russell. And it makes me wonder if I got into Jack Russell's because of Rimshot. Because of Rimshot. And and like Wishbone, the Wishbone TV series was also Jack Russell. So like Rimshot had Wishbone vibes which was super cool too. That's what it reminded me of was, I was like, God, is that the doc from Wishbone? Like, because I don't remember Rimshot in Ernest Saves Christmas. Um, And so I was just like... I can't remember if he is, but in my mind, I'd like to think that Rimshot was in the sleigh with him. But I could be just... That you know, you I feel like sometimes your nostalgic brain inputs things that weren't there. (laughs) Like, it's weird. Totally. And then he was such a... He was his sidekick. And they... You know, I think they really hammered it home, like for 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 movie purposes of the kids and and Rimshot and how the and the movie like progresses and what happens to them. You feel yeah. for them, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but I, uh, you know, was thinking um, that when you said about the kids, and that's what I was thinking too of why we gravitated towards this and and why I was asking you like if you felt like you were the kids as well. You're right, the adults. They basically never gave Ernest a time of day. No. But I think that's why the kids and us watching did, because he was an adult, an adult, and a thrill seeker. But he was also a kid. <laughs> yeah, you know? he, he the was heart, like the heart of a child. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, and no one listened to Ernest, and no one listened to the kids. No. Right. But they, the kids and Ernest, listen to each other. Yeah, yeah. And that's where it was like, hey, we keep coming back to each other. Yes. You know? And I thought I thought it was, um, it's just a great relationship. And I, I do think the kids in this movie, uh, they did a good job. I will, I will admit, like, kid acting in the 90s <laughs> and kid acting now, like you think of Stranger Oscar, Things. Oscar worthy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back then. Yeah. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, Millie Bobby Brown is nothing on, on these kids. Um, you know, I thought they held their own. It is it is funny, though, to, to just watch the young actors kind of interact with each other. And um, there's always a bully. There's yeah, always a the hero Murdoch's. kid. God, yeah. I, that yeah. was another thing. Like that, that chubbier bully with a mullet. <laughs> I was just like, I remember you too, and I remember yeah. why I like I he, I hated that kid so much in this whole movie <laughs> when they're breaking uh, down their haunted house. Yeah, and like, yeah a, it's just like, and yeah. he's the mayor's son. Yes, yeah, and you know the mayor's a bully too. It's almost like Biff if Biff had a kid. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, Biff, the mayor's a, a, a not a good dude, and his kid's not a good dude, and then you've got the sheriff, and then the sheriff's son. I'm like. 
they're at both of their hero versus villain here, but yeah. they're two like important roles in the city. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do. Yeah. So I just thought that it was interesting. Um, I was surprised when I did the rewatch of this. I was expecting to not connect with it as much because of bad kid acting. Mm. But I agree with you. It was pa- It was passable. Yeah. It's, it's, it wasn't horrible. And it is like if you uh, like you made the reference to it, Stranger Things. You watch straight like kid acting has just it, it's gone through the roof. And yeah. but at the same time, it's like you realize in this movie, it's like in a multiverse, it's like I would love to have Eleven versus the troll. <laughs> like <laughs> she can go yeah. against Vecna, that troll. Like it would be like a three minute movie. <laughs> like it's like she would Ernest just sitting in this like on the side, like oh, <laughs> mm, ooh, you know. And honestly, you'd have uh, Eleven fighting Vecna, but Ernest like. Anytime it switched to him, he'd be a different character. Yes. Right? He'd be the the old lady. He'd be the, the boss man in Lumberjack, you know? Oh, you're going to yeah. make me on YouTube now edit uh, <laughs> like a super cut thing between Stranger Things and Ernest giving facial expressions. Uh, you just added an hour to my editing time. <laughs> but how great would that be, right? I, I had said nine movies. There should be nine movies. There should be 15 movies. Ernest yeah. should still be around. We talk about all of the remakes and 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 reintroductions of a of a movie like yeah um halloween was remade into just called halloween and jamie lee curtis came back and now the, yeah. the third one's coming out but like what i'm i guess i'm saying is like we, nostalgia doesn't die yeah. unfortunately we did lose uh jim you know at 50, jim Varney, but 50 years old man yeah Lung cancer yeah. like that's crazy just horrible you know but if he had still been a, alive and we got new Ernest, and we got kind of Ernest in today's world too. Like, I just think it'd be magic, and it I think be. it would be so charming. And mm-hmm. just, um, I reference this because we watched. <laughs> I've got young kids. The Blues Clues came out with a, a trailer for their new movie. It's like Blue in New York. Okay. And it's bringing back. It's got Josh, who's the current guy. It's bringing back the guy who was bef- before Josh, and it's also bringing back Steve. Mm. And the second we saw Steve come back and look at the camera and go, yeah. hey, you. Yeah. Uh, and not in a serial killer keep away. I just did. Um, it was. Hey, it was let hey, me take you. some pictures. <laughs> How you do it. Not in a. <laughs> yeah, you, want, you want to take some pictures? Um, it brought, I got goosebumps. And so did yeah. Scout. And it was like, if that was Ernest. Mm. And we just saw like a. Almost like an Indiana Jones way, yeah. though, of, of you know, we always get characters. Yeah, the vest. Yeah, the cap, like yeah. the fedora, or like Batman getting ready. Yeah, minus the nipples. It would have been. <laughs> wouldn't that just like the funny he, thing is, is it, it like it gave me chills and I like it gets me a little emotional. Like it really does. Right? Like I and I, yeah. Oh, and you God, get a line or a ooh, you know, <laughs> like how he does. I would be. I would lose my mind. Yeah. I yeah. wish Ernest was still around because we could use some Ernest. I yes, think, in I. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, my good. I have, you know I normally I feel like it's one of those things. Almost being forty episodes in, I realize how much I say. I hundred percent agree. I a thousand percent agree <laughs> <laughs> with this. That it's just like ah uh, this this revival of nostalgia that's been happening. Um, and seeing like um, Pete Mitchell, Maverick, like in the idea of even recently in between uh, M- The Mummy coming out last week, our episode to now, there's been interviews with Brendan Fraser where he says a mummy. He's like, I'll do a mummy for yeah. like, I'll do it. Like it's this type of this type of stuff is coming. It, it's coming back. And it's like 
I feel like people, I feel like studios realize that our generation is um, yearning for nostalgia, like that we want to reconnect with these characters that we haven't seen in decades. And my God, man, just you describing seeing Ernest again, I could, I can picture it. I can hear his voice. Like I can, like, I don't know. And it's really sad to think that it's just like, he passed away in 2000. He's been gone for 22 years. Wow. Like it's great that we haven't had Ernest and we haven't had Jim Varney for 22 years. And yet it feels like he's never left. Yeah. And that's amazing to me. It's absolutely amazing to me. I can see it now. And you're going to have to work some YouTube magic or call a <laughs> film studio. The, the hat he wears blows to the, in the sand right toward his feet. He bends down, picks it up and we don't see him yet. And then the camera turns and then he's wearing a mask and he pulls it down. Ernest P world. And then bam, Ernest saves the pandemic. And there you go. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, oh, you know, I love, I love him. I always have. And, and the movies are just a, a, a thrill ride, especially this one. Like, you know, I just wish we still had him when we talked nostalgia. Yeah. Um, you know. So you, you said that Ernest Saves Christmas was your pinnacle one. For was, sure. Was yeah. this like a second, third place one? This, so this was the pinnacle growing up. And okay. we kind of talked about this when we, you know, Eric and I always talk about Best of the Best. And and we loved that was one of our which, favorite movies. Which for listeners who don't realize this, it's approaching a thousand views on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah. As much as we joked about nobody's going to pay attention to that episode, like it is doing tenfold better than any YouTube episode we have. So it's quite, it's quite amazing. So you're getting best of the best too, whether you like it or not. And depending on how that one does, you might get three, four. We'll do three. We'll roll it back. We'll bite our tongue and act like that was a big part of our childhood. Yeah. So, so. That, Ernest Scared Stupid was the pinnacle for sure. Yeah. Um, then as I got older, and and I do think Ernest Saves Christmas is now the pinnacle for sure. But yeah, when I was a kid, all we wanted to do was get super soakers, fill them with milk, throw pints of milk, um, have not food fights, milk fights, right? Yeah, yeah. That was what was cool. And that's what I was thinking of this movie. Um, you had said how things get misremembered. The things I did remember, I talked about, I did misremember one of the, the, the pinnacle scenes. I thought the end fight was in the school cafeteria, oh. which they did have, right? And that's yes. where I think that's when they discovered it's milk that does the trick. Yes. And, and he's covered in that milkshake maker, right. you know? Yeah. But I thought that's where the big showdown happened. Mm-hmm. Standing on tables, throwing pints of milk at each other. But I think it's then we got the one of the dream scenes as a kid, maybe even as and as an adult, yeah. going through the grocery store with your yeah. cart. The supermarket sweep scene. <laughs> exactly. I was like, there was a game show about it, right? Yeah. And yeah. they're just, every milk thing, uh, you know, uh, a lactose intolerant nightmare. I think I'm a troll, by the way. I was like, am I a troll? I can't have milk. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah I, I realized the same thing that I'm just like, yeah, uh, the our kryptonite as millennials is the same as trolls. <laughs> yeah. I snot a lot. I uh, snore. Uh, I live underground. It's all, it's all making sense. Um, you know, so that is something I misremembered the end, but and then to see it play out where the tree is. And of course you get uh, scout and I just not a groan or line, but just like, Oh my gosh, bark grows on the outside of the tree. You know, just like, <laughs> so, that's why you rewatch these yes. again, just those, those lines. Well, but yeah, and, well, 
And I have a question for you, like as much like, cause I, I do, there were so many kid scenes like that, like the supermarket sweep scene, the, the, the tree house building scene too. Talk about an expedited uh, construction crew here. Like <laughs> they did it in like an afternoon. <laughs> uh, but like that, uh, it made me wonder, did, uh, I, I was going to ask you this question, but I feel like the answer is in the question because you grew up in a desert. Did you have a cactus house <laughs> instead of a tree house? <laughs> we, Not many trees in New Mexico. We were full of needles. Uh, yeah, definitely did not have, when I watched these movies, I wanted a tree house so bad because yeah. I was just like, how, yeah. how does this even happen? How did you build <laughs> that into a tree? Yeah. And I have all that, you know? So that's, that's what I, and now living in the Midwest though, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, we can do this. Yeah. Um, no, we had a, we had a play structure of wood and all that, but the, it, tire swings, mm-hmm. tree houses, grass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just like, this is what movie is this? What world is yeah. this? What, meanwhile, young David's just sitting outside in his three piece suit, his leather jacket, his fedora in just a bunch of sand, you know, wrestling with a, a rattlesnake. Like that I'm, was your backyard activity. I'm basically Ray from the force awakens. I never knew there was this much green in the world. And that was when I got to Ohio. So uh, just for, just and for reference. So it's just a sea of plentiful green for like, uh, you know, 60 days. Like, and that's it. <laughs> I get to Ohio and I'm telling her, there's, there's so much green around here. And like, where is he from? Uh, <laughs> New Mexico. Oh, yeah. He, he got too much sun. Yeah. Yeah. He also wore three-piece suits every day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, um, I just was thinking about uh, the other scenes, though, that I, I misremembered. And then, and then you got the nostalgia factor. Were there any scenes, though, that you, 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 they were like clockwork to you, but then stuff you like... Oh, I think you had talked about Rimshot and then that sparked the memories of your dog. But anything else, um, especially with um, Miak being the the kryptonite and stuff like that? Uh, There were uh, it's really back to back to back to back to back to back to like every part of this movie. It just kept building. And I'm like, yes, I remember this. I remember this. I remember this. And like and, and same as you, I think my first thing after Rimshot was the idea of all the scenes of like, cause I remember like the nerdy kid, I was just like, at the beginning of the movie as an adult rewatch, I was like, I don't remember this kid. Right. And then when the ditch scene came and the T-1000 voice change happened, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's why I don't remember him. He was the first, he was the cannon fodder. Like he was the first one to go into like the wooden doll. Um, Like it just, I, I agree with you though too. I feel like I do vaguely remember more of a pinnacle scene in the school gymnasium um but then as it made it to the tree where i think one of the moments that i forgot about but then it came right back to me and i think what ernest refers to it as the brussels sprouts (laughs) and why coming from the tree the buds and that he's like oh i hate brussels sprouts like i remember it was so gross (laughs) so gross and i forgot about it until i think somebody i think it might have been the old lady hackmore or somebody said, don't let them hit, like, you can't let the pods hit the ground. That when they started hitting the ground and they were sucked into the ground and then oh, they, like, yeah. they, the other trolls, like, burst from the ground. Yeah. I, you don't want to be eating during that scene. <laughs> Those no. are so gross. Yeah, it's so gross. But I remember as a kid to being like, oh, okay. Like, that scene all came back to me of, like, oh, no, this is the pinnacle. This is the pinnacle moment where 
the kids come with the super soaker 50s full of milk and throw it like opening them like a hand grenade and throwing it into the car. <laughs> yeah, we both, Eric, if that doesn't make the YouTube, Eric and I just <laughs> both threw, threw our shoulders out pretending to throw a pint of milk as a grenade. It was just like the perfect layup as a, like a milk grenade. Yeah. My but arm it, is now just dangling. <laughs> we both need rotator cuff surgery. <laughs> but it was that whole scene, um, rewatching it, came right back to me that I was just like, oh man, this is like. You know, this is Cap and Thanos facing off. You know, this is the on your left. Here comes the kids with the Super Soaker 50s, you know. Um, it, it, Ernest, it, assemble. <laughs> oh, could you imagine all the multiverse? Ernest, oh, all of his yeah. characters that he impersonates. Oh, my goodness. Come, oh. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> oh, man. We have, who, oh, man. Who, who, they can't even answer this question. And I'm not even going to ask it, but I'm going to ask it. You can't pick anyone to replace Ernest. It it's true. the The interesting thing is, is with us having like a TikTok page, um, I stumbled across the guy on TikTok, which I wish I would have written down his name to give him some credit. He does Ernest impressions. It's a yeah. whole TikTok. Oh wow! And, and there are times where I'm just like, oh my god, this is Jim Varney. Like yeah. he, that he looks like him. He sounds like him. And I'm pretty positive he's our age. Like he just happened to be a guy growing up watching Ernest and he ended up looking <laughs> like Ernest. Um, and, and so it makes me wonder if you can have somebody like him who's already a personality because yeah. of channeling that nostalgia that you can't recast Ernest. Right. If you get somebody that impersonates him flawlessly, then yes, you can. Um, because it's just, he's, he's got that that ability that just like he's not replaceable. I have seen people joke around and I've seen memes that show um, the similarities between John Cena and Ernest. <laughs> have you seen those? Oh, yes. They yes. look weirdly similar. Like it's yeah. just, it's if Jim Varney voice. was like in the gym for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I agree. You'd need that dude from TikTok or something to, uh, what do they call those um, when they, they um, like Tom, there's always a deep fake or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, what maybe I was, we can get that. Maybe the, the, you know, as much as CGI and AI keeps advancing, maybe we'll get a full, you know, AI Jim Varney. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'd be on board for that. I really would. You know, John Cena's lost. No, Mr. Cena, I'm not, you know, hey, you're looking good, but he's lost some muscle. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. if he loses a little more, he'll, he could do uh, Ernest. I'd honestly, maybe it would take a guy, a, a major role, a, a dude so big. I'm talking name wise, like name recognition big that it, he could pull it off. Maybe, maybe yeah. John Cena is too big to fail. And we talked about that with the rock. Maybe, I don't know. I, now that you say that I could see him donning. The he's, got the, he's got goofy facial expressions. He's, he's not afraid to make fun of himself. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Maybe. John, Mr. Er Cena. Yeah. Ernest goes to the gym. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a great play, like, and then he he does like somehow end up in a wrestling match, yeah, as oh, like you sure. know Ernest though, not John Cena. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. This is this is really because of how many characters he plays in Ernest Scare Stupid. I think that's what make, makes our mind do that, putting him in these other worlds. Like you keep referencing the T one thousand, and I think we need to you know again call the studios and have. Could you imagine if that's Ernest? Um, Ask him how your dad's uh, job is at, at the office. I, how's, how's, how, Dad, how was uh, your day being a lawyer? Oh, it was great. Yeah. Your dad is dead. You know, like <laughs> Ernest saying that. And, and just that phone blue scene. Such an iconic scene in Terminator 2. Oh, yeah. Replace Arnie 
with Varney. (laughs) 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 But but then I think you're going to love this one. Rimshot. We know what happens to the the poor soul, pup. Soul crushing, man. He t- How am I going to play with him now? You know, <laughs> he can float really well. He's, he gets turned into the wooden when, dog. I remember when he was when I was a kid, and even rewatching it as an adult, I connected. I transported back to my response emotionally as a kid when they hand Ernest Rimshot as the wooden doll. It is soul crushing. Like yeah. Jim Varney is able, and the music shifts, and you're like. How does an Ernest movie have this sad scene in it? And um, he even yeah, says he's gonna, they're going to die. That's the first time I ever remember him saying D-I-E, the, you know, that word. Yeah, he's yeah. very, that was heavy. I was like, well, he just said he's going to, someone's going to die yeah. in an Ernest movie. When he's just angrily driving down the street and he's like, yeah. well, I'm going to get, like, he was just like so upset because this is his soul companion like he you know he 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 gave the trend to childless millennials you know in the 90s that he's just an old guy that hanging out with kids and uh, has a dog like that's that's his life you know so yeah. here you go here's the multiverse the earnest verse uh-huh Ernest is now john wick oh you turn my <laughs> he's the baba yaga well you know i'll tell that's what i thought about i was like that was his dog and then yeah. i just thought of john wick yeah. and i was like oh you know but <laughs> that's insert Ernest into all these all these other roles because he just to me stands the test of time you could see him in the background of scenes you know he was it got me thinking of like okay there was the other list of players right you had robin williams you had jim carrey um eddie murphy mm-hmm. and i think of we had our other verse of like peewee herman yeah. mr bean Ernest, yeah um uh leslie uh leslie nielsen yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah um like there was a different humor there yeah and yeah. they could play roles yeah. and get away with it and be mm-hmm. different things and be funny and and it was just it, it was great you know um what i did not remember after Rimshot was even the kid, the main kid gets turned into wood. Yes, yeah. I was like, did he just, I mean, it was like Endgame. These are all, you know, Infinity War. Everyone was like going down and I was like, well, okay, I guess it is on, on Ernest. I, I yeah. forgot the main kid got turned. Well, I did too. And I forgot about the super troll portion mm-hmm. where it's just like the milk doesn't apply. And I did think it's funny that the super troll, you would think, in the era of like super shredder where shredder goes from normal to like did you, kevin nash shredder yeah, <laughs> like yeah, just right. a giant like no he didn't get any taller he just grew <laughs> tentacles out of his face the most like, disgusting i was like i don't need to see this either <laughs> yeah he was already gooey and snotty and gross yeah. and now you add like octopus <laughs> tentacle to him <laughs> it's so gross yeah. but like i forgot about that scene where he's just like the milk doesn't work anymore and i think that that's when yeah, the kid pulls like the last squirt gun and he's like, yeah. oh, I've grown too strong for that. And I think he, that's right when he turns him into uh, the doll. And I think he had just thrown uh, Ernest out of the treehouse onto yeah. the ground. A ring of fire shoots up around the tree. Like it, it like I forgot how much of a face off <laughs> that really was. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, this could just be my nostalgic heart wanting this to be bigger than it is. But there is that part where you have Jim Varney in his John Wick moment, like you said, of just like that he lost his companion. He's now and he lost his best friend and that young boy, too. And it's just this face off between him and the Trantor, the troll. <laughs> like and he, when he grabs that last carton of milk and he's sitting there and he's gritting and you have that moment 
of all 80s and 90s and even early 2000 movies where you have to realize all this realization and problem solving comes together where he's like, wait, anger and milk won't do this. Yeah. It's the heart of a child. It's unconditional yeah. love. And it goes from this intense scene to like an emotional dip and then hilarious. Yeah. That it's just a, it to dip. have a waltz, a dance with the girl. <laughs> like it was just, so my wife fell asleep the other night when we were watching this. So she did not see the final like five minutes. So when I had to, like this morning before the episode, when I had to describe to her how the movie ended, she's just, she's just laughing. Like how in the world, like I, she thought I was just making it up. You're <laughs> like, like, no, like, huh? like how does it end like that? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I think of one of my favorite scenes in Endgame, Cap tightens his shield mm -hmm. and, you know, and you get that iconic, the last stand moment. And that's what I felt like when you were describing Ernest grabbing the, the milk carton. Yeah. This is it. Me versus you, you know, uh, what, what would Ernest say? Mano versus mano, you know, yeah. like, like, but what if we had just hugged Thanos? Yeah. What if just he, Thanos he just needed, needed a, a hug? hug yeah. You know, there's always a root for the villain that they weren't loved. They yeah. didn't, you know, they just needed some love. Yeah. And it was a hug the, and, a, you know, a kiss in their snotty nose. <laughs> Scout and I both were just like, Ew, you know, like when they and it's kiss. Like, it's, and there's it's, mucus connected between his lower lip. And when he goes, like it yeah. shakes back it's and forth. So <laughs> I think even when he backs up and the troll is like shaking uncontrollably, it stays connected yeah. for like 10 feet. It's the grossest thing ever. It was gnarly, you know, but it's, it, hey, if there's a man to do it, it's Ernest P. Whirl. And yeah. he always does his like finger, you know, ah, just, gosh, I well, love him. And I realized it's like, even when you said that the, um, you know, like with the similarities with like Bygone Geek in this movie, that it's just like you have the trolls kryptonite being what our kryptonite is. I feel like you also have the fact that like, we're on the internet. We're in people's ears. We're in people's uh, Instagram and TikTok streams. And you have internet trolls. And apparently uh, the way to thwart internet trolls is just the love of a child, uh, yeah. or the heart of a child and unconditional love. Um, yep. I'm, I might have to pass through a couple filters when somebody puts a comment that like really, you know, gets me in a, I want to throw milk yeah. in your face. You know, I Ernest told my mom to stop doing that. Mom, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never know what she's doing. <laughs> but it is, uh, it is something that, yeah, there, this movie does have that kind of emotional uh, circling around where you have like all of these different fights and stuff. But it is an interesting concept of maybe the bully just does need uh, love, yeah. uh, which is interesting. Yeah. And it, I think it's true. I mean, at the, I mean, if someone's in a bad mood, usually something wrong has happened and yeah. they need to get out of that bad mood. But what, what was the root cause? Let's, let's break it down yeah. and figure out why are you hurt in mm -hmm. this moment? Right. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I love that it took all of that. And then like, again, the wholesome good natured of everyone's a winner. In yeah. this case, and those kids are un and the and rim shots on you know they're back to normal. Yeah, um, that, I do think that that was a scene uh, also that was like an emotional scene. I remember as a kid and watching it as an adult when all of the little kids come out of the tree, even Mrs. Hackmore's um, like sisters yes. and stuff like that, which I kind of forgot about. Like when they come back and then the, it switches to sad music, and Ernest says, "There's nothing for me in that tree," and he yeah. gets sad. Jim Varney was so good at like watching it as a child and watching it as an adult. He was great at like 
his facial expressions, you knew when to laugh. Yeah. And then when he would switch to being emotional, you knew that like, oh wait, there's something like there's something here. There's a lesson to be learned. There's something like he's trying to convey something that makes you feel sad. And yeah, yeah then when Rimshot barks and comes out of the truck and jumps into his arms, like it, uh, as, as a, a, a dog lover my entire life, uh, I do feel like, ah, the kids came back. Who cares? Blah, 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 blah. Rimshot comes back. Yes. Happily ever after Rimshot and Ernest P. Warhol are back together. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, as a hater of the living world in regards to animals, uh, I'm like, that. <laughs> You could stay. Keep him as wood. Uh, use him uh, in the. Well, and I feel there. like you probably related to the old lady Hackmore because as as rim shots like licking his face and they drop out of the scene. I think Mrs. Hackmore like looks up at the camera like you got to be kidding me. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like, and as a parent, I'm also like you know, the wood, the kids can stay as wood for a little bit longer too. You know, date night. Like, can I have it's control a great, of this? Yeah, it's a great babysitter. <laughs> but if you think of that moment and him being sad i love your take on it because you're right we we still get to the heart of Ernest. if Ernest, everyone's into vlogging and, and daily you know i wake up i do this i do this and that i would love one of Ernest because it had to be so good natured he feeds rimshot he talks to rimshot mm-hmm. he makes himself breakfast and probably does monologues in his kitchen and yeah. not to get all emotional about that but like he's probably he's alone yeah. But he's still going to go out and conquer the day in yes. his earnest fashion. And I think yeah. that's a good takeaway in the sense of like what we got out of these movies too. Like, hey, he, 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 um, we might not, yeah, he might have been down on his luck and he might have been alone, but he still like went out to succeed and yeah. he was still a good natured dude. He was a good yes. dude about it. And, and, you know, I just love that about him. That's a really good point that I do. Um, this is something that I probably didn't pay attention to as a kid because I was, you know, six when this came out. The, um, but as an adult, there is like, I feel like I read into it a little bit deeper where this whole movie, he, nobody believes him. And there's right. so many moments and nobody takes him seriously. Everybody thinks he's just like, oh, it's Ernest. I, like, I hate Ernest. I, all of the adults, none of his peers enjoy his company. Um, and I, you're right. He has... He perseveres. He pushes through there, uh, and it makes you realize there was a lot of hid- hidden lessons in this movie called "Ernest Scared Stupid." Like, yeah. and and let and yet there's so many lessons, and even to the point where there's only one instance in this movie where he does. Nobody listens to him. He captures the mayor's kids, and like everybody believes that he's just making up this troll stuff, and yeah. he gets fired, and he sits there and has one moment of sulking. Where he's just like, uh, he he falls into himself that I am a loser. Nobody likes me. Nobody believes me. And Rimshot like bites his ankle. And he's like, thanks Rimshot. You pulled me out of this. Like he he hits, he has one moment of depression for like 30 seconds and he right. bounces right back. And uh, yeah, so it made me think as an adult, I need to have more earnest moments. Like I need to, I need to bounce back a little bit quicker. Even if people, people don't believe you or if everybody's against you, if you have the heart of a child and you love people unconditionally, um, yeah, that's what it's all about, man. That really is. It is. And Ernest P. World taught me that. (laughs) (laughs) And I I think today in today's age of like mental health and things like that, I think we need an earnest, we we need an earnest for both comedic and mental health purposes, but we need an earnest therapy scene, (laughs) earnest talking to, 
a different version of Ernest yeah. as his therapist, right? Uh, and just giving a great therapy advice. But you know it has to be Ernest as another character. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that just be gold? I it mean, would, it would just be It would be, be. And it makes me feel like if, they ha- if, er- if Jim Varney was still around or if they rebooted Ernest, I would love for it to be instead of him having a new era of kids that he's helping, I would love for it to be that he's just befriended all the kids that are now in their 30s and 40s. Yeah. Cause like if if Jim Varney was still around, he'd be seventy two. So like oh, he's, he, so he'd he, be young. He'd be yeah. I mean yeah. I mean you know that's not that that's not old in like uh, today's age. I guess like he. I mean gosh, in Harrison Ford. It's eighty, I think, and he's yeah. Indiana Jones five. I mean we if he was still around, we'd get more way more yeah. earnest. And they those kids would be like, we're in we're in deep this and that. I know one man. Yes. Can help us. Oh my There's goodness. only one man. Like, like when Marty says to Doc, there's only one man who can, you know, yeah. uh, fix this. Or it's Ernest. Yeah. It's yeah. True. I, I would love that plot. Ugh. Yeah. It would be great. Like, maybe we just need to write the storyline and and uh, see if we can go on a hunt and see if the TikTok guy wants to reboot, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> wants to be the new Jim Varney. But I do, um, I don't know. I feel like we've talked about it in so many other episodes that, um, even though we probably won't ever see um, that again in a new fashion, in a new chapter in present day, it was so lovely and so nostalgic and so full of whimsy to be able to rewatch this movie. And I feel like for anybody that hasn't, I I told David when we were talking about this episode, we weren't sure if this was a rental. Uh, Like it's such a kind of B-rated under the radar movie that uh, it's on YouTube. Like, no yeah. joke. If you just search on YouTube, folks, it so comes some up. some of his other ones. Yeah, and it's free with ads. Like, you yeah. just have to make, which all YouTube now is ads anyway, so it's not like it's a punishment. <laughs> like, but it, um, I feel like it was remastered. It looked great. The mm-hmm. quality was great. And it felt like a present day movie. So, yeah, even though we're not getting a 2022 revival of it, uh, technically, you still can. Like you can, you can revisit it, and it can feel like a revival, which is is a a beautiful thing. It really is. Yeah, I'm excited to show the Ernest collection, the old, the Ernest verse, um, to Harper and, yeah. and and Mara. You know, um, but these are. I, I would venture to say this one's. It's so a little too scary, I think. Yes. I think um, the Christmas, troll... the Christmas one, the camp one. You could probably yeah. do those ones first. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's one. Yeah, the troll would would scare her. But um, I I think like I want Ernest and her life. Yes, you know this yeah. is another one where I think honestly all the stuff we talk about will be things we'll pass down to Lucy uh, Harper Mara mm-hmm. in in stages in time. That was what I was thinking. You know, as we talk about the whimsy of this, has Lucy. Will Lucy, you know, your wife just saw this for the first time. Will Lucy get a viewing? And then with with Ernest Saves Christmas, will she get a viewing of that? Has she already seen Ernest? What's what's that? Like? I I don't think she's been introduced to Ernest yet. So okay. Uncle Eric needs to needs to do that. And she's about to be nine. I feel like she could handle maybe yeah. Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah. And uh, it, that's a. I'm glad you asked that question because um actually a couple hours from now after this podcast. We're going to a, a fall pump. We're going pumpkin picking, coming back here and painting pumpkins. Oh, so um, I think I might put Ernest Scared Stupid on. Uh, like, I think that's a great, a great way to introduce her to it. You know, nothing better than, a, you know, it's the middle of October. It's a 50 degree day. You pick some pumpkins, you come back and you bring, you introduce a child to Jim Varney and Ernest P. Whirl. That sounds yeah. great. 
Yeah. And I'm an expert at this. You know, when you were asking <laughs> she's nine, should she watch this? I said yes so quickly. I started watching The Crow when I was four. So maybe not me. Don't ask me these questions. <laughs> Look how great I've turned out. <laughs> Look how great I'm doing, Mom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that's uh, a perfect way to end the day for her and you guys to kick keep, to keep going into October. See and then and kind of do what we do with the pod, maybe break it down after she's, she's had it some time to marinate and see what she picks from it. Some some I would love to hear. That's what I love about this too. And for anyone you know listening and, and who enjoys the pod, like what what memories we had of kids and how the memories can can get deeper yeah. and resonate on a different le- le- level watching as an adult. Yes. And I would love to hear what Lucy thinks just as much as I love hearing my neighbor's son, what he thinks of these movies, He's, you know, as he re- watches them for the first time. Yes. Yeah. I, there's just whimsical gold in hearing the differences and what we yes. get, our takeaways. Who yeah. knew... Again, we'd be getting chills and goosebumps and emotional with Ernest Scared Stupid, as you said, with the title alone, right? Yeah, a and movie the title with, the name, with stupid in the title, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kids are probably going to be like, his snot and milk, and, you know, and, you know, and that's good. That's what they're supposed to have, you yeah. know? It's fun that we get both as we get uh, you a lot older and me somewhat older. Uh, Somehow again. you're getting younger, you know, 24. Maybe next episode you'll be 23. <laughs> you know, it just keeps going down. We, <laughs> We're going to do movies. I'm not going to be old enough to watch. Like I, This is rated R. I'm 14. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm stoked to, to, to hear what Lucy thinks. And, and uh, I'm, I'm, I know this is, I'm not one of those people who start Christmas before Thanksgiving. So don't worry, anyone. Uh, I am very, very stoked, though. This really kicked off my mental gear for Ernest Saves Christmas. Yeah. I wait till I will wait till December. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I guess I'll watch the other Ernest movies as a rewatch. Yeah. You know, Ernest goes to jail. Ernest goes to camp. Ernest goes back to school. I think it was. Yeah. There's so there's the seven other uh, six other movies since I'm going to wait till. But it really kicked off that. I want more Ernest on the daily. You know what I mean? I think that's what the cool kids say on the daily. (laughs) On the daily. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just I really enjoyed this rewatch and this episode and I look forward to uh, you know, him saving Christmas now. Yeah, that is one of our Christmas episodes that we have planned out. And um, for anybody who doesn't follow us on like Instagram and TikTok and stuff, we um, still, we're, it's, it's, it's becoming more difficult because as I head further into October, I start getting Christmas feels. <laughs> I'm one of those people that it's just like, I feel a lot of uh, Halloween nostalgia in the first two weeks of October. And then once I get into the second half, I'm like, it's almost November. It's time to flip that switch. Um, (laughs) But not yet. We still have our next episode after this one is going to be our Halloween spooktacular, which uh, David has shared with me. Like, I feel like it's like 15 or so people, 15 to 20 people that have shared uh, fans and listeners that have shared their Halloween nostalgia. Uh, And that, that whole episode next week is going to be that is just us delving and sharing these flashbacks with the geeks, which is, I'm pumped for that. Like I, I loved when we did that on our 25th episode. Yeah. So to do it centered around a holiday is pretty cool. Like yeah. I, I can't wait to do that. Um, and then like uh, I think we said in the past few episodes, we close out our retro fright series month with the crow, um, which is awesome. We've referenced it so much <laughs> in nearly 40 episodes. So I think it's actually it almost is because what's this? This is our 30. 
eighth episode. So it is. It's our 40th episode as the crow. <laughs> you know, we oh, waited 40 sweet. whole episodes to, <laughs> to get to the crow. Um, but that'll be that'll be a great one. And then sure enough, November rolls around and uh, we start flipping that holiday switch. So, um, so yeah, um, I'm excited for this. Like all these nostalgia feels um, has just been really great. And I thank everybody for... For listening, and uh, until the next time you see us or hear us, be sure to live your life with just a little bit of whimsy. We'll see you guys later. You know what I mean, Vern. Thank you for tuning in to Bygone Geek. Please rate and review our podcast, and follow us on Instagram at Bygone Geek. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to.